You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Official 40 from Soonerscoop.com. Featuring site publishers Carrie Murdoch and Josh McQuistian, along with videographer Eddie Radosovich. It's the unofficial 40 on Soonerscoop.com. All right, welcome back in, everybody. It is Carrie Murdoch, Eddie Radosovich, and uh, Josh McQuistian as well. It is an emergency podcast, as uh, we normally don't do podcasts after games, but guess what? When it's a shit show and you lose to Iowa State 38-31, to you do a mother-effing podcast. And that's what we're... We're not just doing a podcast. Josh, how you doing, by the way? How you doing? I'm good. I, I am almost as interested to listen to you two tonight as everyone else out there. I, this is going to be a good one. And the reason that he is so interested is because Eddie and I have started drinking. And we figured, fuck it. There, I did it! Wow. Like, right at the beginning of the podcast. Oh, no! Bleep it! I'm going to... Uh, here's my... Okay. I have so many thoughts running through my head. Oh, here's no. Here's what we're doing. So... I am not going to post this podcast tonight. I am going to wake up tomorrow, edit it, and then post it. Just so I know that... And and why am I doing that is because Eddie and I are drinking. We've decided... We've talked about doing the drunken podcast for a while. I already put something on the board. About the drunken podcast? Yeah. Yeah, I put the picture of me with a shot... That I tweeted. Tall boy of Coors Light. Eddie has had four shots of Jameson, like double shots. He's on his fourth Coors Light. He's not a natty. I wish we could smoke cigarettes in here. No. Not in the house? Do you vape? No, I'm just kidding. You're not smoking in my house. I'm just kidding. You're getting really drunk is what's happening. Uh, So, so... I'm kidding, Mom. (laughs) That's all right. I might dip before this is over with, too. Hopefully, I don't even know if my parents know that I do a podcast. I'm just glad that they don't know how to download the podcast. Uh, I don't think mine do either. <laughs> Although I did buy my dad one of those iPad iPod classics that has like 160 gigs on yeah. it that they don't make anymore. We're bearing the lead, though. Uh, what, that OU lost 38 to 31? Yeah. And that Josh is sitting on hold wondering what the hell are these guys going to talk about and how drunk are they right now? 
I'm along Eddie, for the ride, man. I, Eddie's, I, I've got Mike on. I'm ready. Look, there's going to be... I may leave at any one point, and you guys may have to take over the show while I refresh drinks. You can go throw up? <laughs> no, I'm not going to throw up. Um, but Eddie, I'm how eating many, pizza, too. How many pieces of pizza do you have left? I, I ordered... One. It's really good. I ordered two pizzas from Benvenuti's, who has become my new go-to pizza place. Sponsor. Uh... They probably don't want anything to do with us. <laughs> That's like one of the fanciest restaurants in Norman. I got Eddie the margarita pizza. I'm having the pepperoni. Extremely good. Actually, I got I got Josh. I got the pepperoni and the margarita, but Eddie basically said, "This is mine." <laughs> after he had a slice <laughs> it's of the margarita, really good. It's really good. Uh, Carrie, I tr- I mean, I trust you on this stuff. You've been talking about this place for a few weeks now. I've got. I'm gonna have to do that the next time I'm there. Uh, hit the spot up and have a have some pizza. So anyway, back to what we were talking about. Well, we we never were talking about anything. We're we're talking about this game. Iowa State comes in, wins thirty eight thirty one over Oklahoma. Oklahoma scored seven points after halftime. I mean, that's the thing. I think everybody overlooked in the post game. The defense was shit. There's no doubt about it. Uh, and, and now you have. And I asked Mike Stoops this after the game. Okay, Mike, and I and Lincoln too. You've had two quarterbacks that nobody knows who they are, and Zach Smith and this uh, Kyle Kempt guy. Iowa State left their quarterback in names because <laughs> he sh- was shaving points on Thursday uh, night. Well, we don't know. Allegedly, it's possible he's depressed, Eddie, or a drug addict. That too. Uh, but a guy that nobody's ever heard of before, and he throws for almost three hundred fifty yards on you. Like, there is something seriously wrong with your defense or your coaching or your schemes. It's, I I, I really have no, I'm, I'm looking at the stat book right now just because I'm looking for the first time today to see if there's anything that jumps off the page. But That's positive? Yeah, I, I don't think there is anything positive. They're, Third down conversion, they're two, shit. Their two receivers were, the, the highest re- uh, receivers for Oklahoma today were a fullback, and a running back. The only thing that was even remotely positive was rushing yards. Yeah. I mean, that's the only thing that you could And that you had more first downs. Than that. But the, Iowa State had 21 first downs. They they did exactly what you have to do. And that as far as just keeping OU's offense off the field. And they didn't do dumbass penalties when it's third and 14 and you give a late hit. They OU and give had, him a first down. OU had a captain today power drive somebody on top of a pile. Like, I'll post the video Jesus. on the board. Obo Okoronkwo penalty inside the five or whatever it was. It was going to come up on fourth down, but yeah. that might have no, been one five of the yard dumbest line. penalties I've ever seen in my entire life. Literally, the play was over, and he just came in and power drive somebody. It was stupid. Very stupid. They, they were undisciplined today. They were, I mean, they did everything that you have to do to get beat by a team that was a 30-point underdog. Josh, wanna, give, us, give us the feel of the broadcast team today. Kind of what, I mean, I'm sure, was it, I don't even know who the broadcast team was. I guess I could find my notes. It was Brady Quinn, and I don't know who was actually doing the play-by-play. Wow, so it's f***ing awful. There we go, another... Uh, <laughs> I well, need to I mean, like have a notepad tell, so I can write these down. You could tell even as the game was going on that they they weren't giving any credence to it, like because there like was that they no could, wait a minute, that they could win. You mean? Yeah, that Iowa State <laughs> was even realistically in the game. Like even at 
I don't when think they it tied it at twenty four or twenty one or whatever the yeah, shit when it Iowa was. Yeah, State took the lead, the third, the first lead at thirty one twenty four. That was the first time that you could tell they were like, "Well, hang on a second here." Like Oklahoma's not just marching to this. And I was like, "Good lord, Oklahoma hasn't done anything since the late second quarter." Like, what are you, what are you watching here? And it was, it was. I mean, and to some degree, even I was like, "Well, they'll find a way out of this disaster." I mean, you know, it's kind of like. They won't limp. They'll limp away from this wreck. I but was no. I mean, they just went down in flames. I was. I was because at that they point. They beat Ohio State at home, and this, you know, this can't happen to a team. And Ohio State looked fucking awesome today. Like, yeah. What the hell happened to that team that went to Ohio State? I was at that point, Josh, until the you back them up. Even after the after the fumble, which Lincoln Riley after the game said that you know, you look at a couple penalties, you look at a couple. Uh, or at the turnover there inside the five as the turning points in the game. And even until then, I was like, oh, he's going to win this. I don't think it's that big of a deal. But then they convert. But the, then you realize, the like, third as and the game, 18 on yeah, the one yard. You realize line. at one point, like, okay, the defense is done. They're not, they're they're not, not a getting factor a stop. anymore. They're not yeah. getting a stop. OU is in trouble. Like, you felt that as the game was going on. But then you look at the, the 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 box score and you realize that the offense only scored seven points. Yeah, you didn't look. The offense is not well. They are. I mean, the offense is maybe just as much at fault. I mean, when you fumble the ball on the five yard line and you have a fourteen point swing like that, that's why you lost the game. Just as much as anything that Jordan Thomas did. And I'm not I'm not trying to absolve him of anything. I mean, he's got some serious issues and and. I was talking about this on the post game show, Josh, with Jordan Thomas. Like, it's a, it's it's bothering me because I think Jordan Thomas cares about being really good at being a cornerback and being a cover guy, and I think technically he wants to be perfect. But here's the thing with Jordan Thomas: Jordan Thomas is not really all that interested when the ball goes up in the air and someone has to make a play, he is not all that interested in fighting his ass off to make sure that someone doesn't catch that ball. Like, there is no competitive spirit in one-on-one situations with Jordan Thomas. You know, it's one of those moments where you, for all of the flaws, and we talked about them for years with Zach Sanchez, if that ball was in the air, Zach Sanchez oh, was going to do whatever it took to get that damn ball. And you don't think Parnell Motley doesn't have some of that in him, too? Oh, yeah. Guys, go back and watch that tape. Alan he Lazard ripped the ball out of Alan Lazard's hands. Yep. I know exactly asleep. what you're talking about. Yeah, he was asleep in the first half because they kept lining him up across from Motley. Iowa State figured it out late in the second quarter, moves him over to the left side of the offense, starts running plays that way. All of a sudden, Lazard wakes up and is a difference maker. Lazard, That's not a coincidence. Lazard had at least 30 pounds on Parnell Motley. He catches a ball, like legitimately catches a ball in front of Parnell Motley. And you know what? Parnell Motley says, oh, this motherfucker just caught a ball in front of me. You know what? I'm going to go take it away from him. And he did. Like, you never see Jordan Thomas make that. I mean, that's not fair. Because Jordan Thomas has blown up a few of those screens from time to time, and he's had those plays where he's he's, he's there. There were points where OU played well defensively today. Yeah, and then it was just the big no. They they screw up. They, it's like they a had, mental problem. It's like oh no, here we go again, and they, they just go into their shell. 
And that, that's exactly what yeah. it is to me. Every time it goes bad, OU is just, it's like they just go into shell shock. They, they're scared to death waiting for the next thing to happen. Which, you know, as somebody watching the game tells me they're a little bit, and I think I, I threw this out there last year, fake tough guys. They're, I mean, they, they're, it gets to a point where it's like they, they have fake screwed tough guys up is a way to so it, yeah. much that they, they, you know, everything's good and gravy when they're, everything's going right. And then they face a little bit of adversity and they crumble. And that's what you saw today, I feel like. Well, and I talked about it probably late second quarter. I think I tweeted something about it where I was talking about at some point you got to stop with the, well, we just got to reset and we got to, you know, get ourselves back to where we are. This is your norm. Forget Ohio State was the aberration, not the norm. We're trying to make it sound like that's who you are because all other evidence says what happened today, what happened in Baylor, what happened in the first half against Tulane, that's the norm. The stuff against Ohio State, you had a great night, good for you. You know what? That may be the only great night you have all year. As far as defensively, look, I don't want to. I don't want to make play, this. And they also in Columbus, they also played a quarterback that can't complete a forward pass. Well, they well, they definitely they, third well, string walk on. Well, here's today. the thing. They yeah, I mean, like Josh is right. They I wouldn't say it so much. He couldn't pl- complete a forward pass. It's that he didn't he didn't play against a defense that cannot get a pass rush into a pocket. Yeah. Like OU's defense. Like if you run around and run out on the edge. They have athletes that are capable of chasing you around. Yeah. If you put someone in a in a circle and you tell them, okay, we've got five guys here to guard you from getting in the circle. Let's see you get inside of it. Oh, you can't do that. The only guy I saw all day push the pocket the way you're talking about, it, Kerry, is Devonta, Devonta Lampkin. Lampkin. He I had agree 100%. He had a good day for sure. He had a, he had a really good day. I mean, he even came up with the – he came up with the he the, had a TF, sack. the TFL right before they scored the final touchdown. Yeah. Do you know what it's time to acknowledge? Where's Neville Gallimore? Yeah. When is he going to be a guy that makes any difference to this? Team? I don't know. I, I Neville makes plays, man. I mean, when they had that three man sack there, the the key point in the game, Neville was right there. Yeah. When they rushed like seven guys because they can't get they didn't any rush type of seven, pass rush. they rushed five, and they just happened they collapsed the pocket. And you know who else was there? Kenneth Mann. Yeah. Tell me, if, yeah. uh, I mean, if you want to get into, like, if, if we're real. I mean, no, he was. You're wrong. right. Like, Gallimore, it's more of I expect more from him. Yeah. Like, here's I the thing I think with. Really here's what I think with Gallimore. Caleb Kelly had a good day, though. Three tackles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did not. I. It's time to really talk about Caleb Kelly. I agree. Like. He's not. Uh, he's a five star with all kinds of talent. You are you're I you're not using him right. I I, I there's got to be. You'll never convince me. Talent's the problem. No, I I agree. Like yeah. you are not using Caleb Kelly to his full potential. I I'll I'll say it. I I just think it's 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 gotten to the point where, I mean, I don't. You can talk about scheme. You can talk about everything. But at some point, Mike Stoops has to. No, I, I mean I I've was been his to big, go into I've this. been his biggest, not fan, but. I've stuck up for the guy. Yeah. But at some point you have to be like, it's just not working right now. And it's, I don't, it's when, nothing and personal. I don't understand. Here's what I don't understand is, you know, I followed Mike Stoops for a very long time. And he was a guy that would come up with things. When he and Brent Venables were together, 
Like, they would come up with all these really great blitzing schemes. Whether it was Brandon Shelby, you know, like, who would think of Brandon Shelby as a guy that came in in passing situations and wreaked havoc as a pass rusher? Like, so was that Mike Stoops or was that Brent Venables? Because what I see now is just a complete lack of imagination when it comes to creating pressure on the quarterback. All I saw today, and I need to go back and watch it, because I'm watching in the press box with binoculars, but all I saw today was either a four-man pressure or a five-man pressure. And that, that, and that really was, you either bring Caleb Kelly off the edge or you don't bring Caleb Kelly off the edge. I never saw a safety creep up into the box. I never saw a corner blitz. I never saw any of that stuff. I don't Josh, you watch the game on television. You've watched it all season. I know you've done the Monday Morning Idiots. Tell me if I'm wrong here. No, I, I agree 100% with you. It's There's just, you know, like you talked about Brandon Shelby. That's a great example. People don't even remember Brandon Shelby. But for that point in time, it was a great little, little Wrinkle. caveat yeah. they gave that defense. It was just something else to throw at people and make you look at. It's kind of like today, early in that game, when Lincoln did the, you know, the flea flicker, and then he did the, the, the pass with Jeff Mead. Uh, Jeff Mead sighting, by the way. Let's, you know, we could talk about that. That Jeff Mead actually made a functional football play. Being a, a social media actor and played for some football. Yeah, he, yeah, he completed hey. he completed a pass. His biggest <laughs> play of the season was a pass he threw. That says time. I'll say that. that you know what? You know what's really bizarre. Iowa that State he keeps going back out there. No, I. <laughs> <laughs> That Iowa State would love to have Jeffrey Meade. Just like that Butler guy. He's the only guy that does anything against him. Well, what I'm saying is they, they at least know how to use him. <laughs> That's like, true. Like, Baker just seems like he hates Jeffrey Meade so much. Like, it seems like Baker could be running around, you know, running for his life. If Jeff Meade was standing in the corner of the end zone with no one within 30 yards, he'd just be like, ah, screw it. I'm not throwing it to him. <laughs> that 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 reminds me. Josh, was there – in? because I'm doing video down there. I don't really – I can't tell. It seemed like there was a lot of points where the crowd – and I, I, I'm basing this a lot off of the crowd and what they're doing. But uh, it, it seems like there, was, there were points where there were guys open and he just wasn't going to – he wasn't throwing the ball. Baker – it reminded me a lot of Houston last okay, year. Okay, that's that's exactly what I thought like there about. There was stuff, and I mean, I, I won't say that you know they, they showed you the greatest angles all the time during the mm -hmm. broadcast, but there definitely looked like there was stuff there, and he wouldn't pull the trigger. That's and I don't know. Okay. I mean, again, it's it's always tough because you're looking at it from that the big side angle, so you can't see quite the you know okay that safety could cover that ground or whatever. So. I, I want to watch a little more closely, but from just a first glance, what you're talking about, yeah, it definitely looked like a guy that was just didn't trust what he had out there. And I don't know, I don't know where that came from. I didn't think drops were a problem today. I thought the receivers no. played pretty well when they got hell. Jordan Smallwood caught the ball, yeah. So you know, I mean, and and made a nice play after the catch. So I, I that the whole team, you know, and guys, the thing is, we all fell prey to it because. We saw it against Baylor. You saw it in the first half against Tulane where this team just looked like, oh, we're going to roll our helmet out there and it's going to be fine. And everybody can talk about the fumble or they can talk about the oboe penalty. There's a lot of plays that turn that game. Yeah. But when we talk about the psyche of that team, when Devin Montgomery, when the OU was up 14 to nothing and took that little screen pass, and, they, and it was a great call by Iowa State. This is not a, 
a thing where Oklahoma did something wrong. They blitzed two off the edge, and Iowa State called a screen pass right behind it, hit Montgomery. He's a good player, made a play downfield. That's all fine. But from that minute on, that defense looked like they were waiting for something to go wrong. I yeah. think just, oh, here we, here we go again. Yep. And, and that's, that's where I get into it, kind of what you were talking about earlier, Eddie, with Mike. Like, at some point, it's not like, – I, I, don't, I don't think that Mike can't coach anymore. I don't think Mike's forgotten. I think Mike has plenty of good football in him. I, I can't help but wonder if there isn't a need for just a new voice. You know what? Just something here, to be different. Let me throw this out there. And I've noticed this over the years, but you know, people always talk about you know aggressive defensive coordinators, and then we see like I think of like Manny Diaz, Phil Bennett, like guys that will just blitz and blitz and blitz, and like the purists watch the game and they're and they're like they laugh and they're like, oh look at that idiot, he thinks all you have to do is blitz every single play. Mm-hmm. You know who still has a job at a pretty good place is Manny Diaz. Like, Mike is, I, I, I think, I, I almost want to tell Mike, like, dude, it's okay. Like, Phil Bennett made his entire life based on being aggressive as a defensive coordinator, and he still kept getting jobs. Yep. Manny Diaz does the same thing. It's almost like Mike is afraid of blitzing too much because he's going to get beat because he can't ever get over it. It's just like... Dude. He can't get he can't get over getting beat on one play. Yeah, like it's like just understand it happens. Everyone like that play you're talking about when he blitzed off the edge yep. and it left that you know that that flat pass open. It's not because he was blitzed why it went so long. It's because people let themselves get blocked downfield, and there was one man out of position. Yes, but. That shouldn't have. I mean, you have ten other guys on the field. Just because you sent one on a blitz, and he would, if he would have not blitzed, he would have been in position. Like, why do you let that affect the rest of the game for you? Uh, I, I think it's it's one of those things, Kerry, where I feel like he is the uh, the bizarro Phil Bennett. Like he's so afraid to blitz that it ends up he doesn't blitz at all. Yeah, I agree. And like. Don't give me. I am not one that thinks that Phil Bennett or Manny Diaz has all the answers. That's not what I'm saying. But you have to be aggressive at times. Like when oh that third down that we keep talking about. Oh, you brought three guys, third and fourteen, in their own end zone. A, a quarterback that's still getting his feet under him has hardly played any football this year, and you're going to give him all the time in the world to make a choice. You're going to let him get comfortable. I mean, that's a I, that, that doesn't huge make any mistake. sense to me. That's the. That is and it's the just, exact and it, scenario when you go crazy. And maybe go Manny Diaz. maybe it goes back to even that Baylor game where he plays, you know, the the Julian Wilson game, the argument on the sideline yep. game, like where he will play off of receivers just so he does. And I understand why he does it. And if he, when you have Julian Wilson as your starting cornerback, you can't just sit there and say, "Oh well, you know, let's play him up on line of scrimmage and 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 let him get burnt over and over and over until people realize." that he can't play that position. Like, it's a catch-22. But at the same time, it's okay to every once in a while play him up on the line of scrimmage and see what happens. And maybe you bring a couple of guys off the edge on the other side and see if you can get to the quarterback first and play some games with him. But he always, you're right. You said this at the beginning. It always seems like Mike Stoops has to play things straight up so he can show people he understands defense and he understands, uh, you know, like, responsible defense, I guess. 
it it kind of goes into what I was telling you before with the post game stuff, Carrie. It's like he won't level with the media to talk about why they're terrible on defense because it's like he's he knows too much about defense to even talk about talk about it with the media. And and maybe we we don't do a good enough job well, asking I think, questions. But I think Mike. To be honest, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I think Mike tells us everything that we need to know. Right. I think that's why I'm saying what I'm saying is yeah. he's he explains to us why he's making decisions and if he does this, what else happens? Like I'll play his whole damn press conference if you want me to, but I just really get the feeling like it's almost like he gets so much criticism from, you know, Trabe or whoever. Uh, fans, I mean, they, I'm. Sh I would hate to read his mentions right now. I mean, I imagine it's <laughs> awful. Probably not nice. So do we want to do that instead of ratings and reviews today. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, actually, we probably just do our own. We should. Actually, I told Eddie I haven't looked at the board since I got home and started doing the radio show. Maybe that's what we should do for ratings and reviews. Just go and find the most insane thread titles on the Crimson Corner. Well, I know that somebody but, was asking but, about. But back a to my point, earlier. like Mike Stoops. He wants you to understand the ins and outs of football when all people want to do is is say, and this makes total sense, I'm totally on the fan side on this thing. All they're doing is they're looking at the game, they see it's not working, they want it fixed, and if that means getting rid of your ass, then that's what we have care. to do. Yeah. yeah, They don't care about you know containment or uh, you know blitz responsibilities or... Any of that stuff, or, or they don't care about gap, you know, being gap sound. They don't give a shit. Yeah, and the sad they thing is, they want you to is, not get beat deep because you're playing ten yards off the football with your corners. Yeah, and the, the sad thing about it is, is you know, they outside of a couple penalties, they maybe get away with it today. But that's been the problem the last couple weeks. Is they played with fire against Tulane in the first half. They went out and played like dog shit against Baylor and they yeah, finally they kept him in today and got beat because of it. And it's been a trend that has happened since damn near 2011 losing as a double digit favorite. You know, guys, I actually, I came up with this today and I looked and this is what's scary about this season. Now, uh, Josh, I went and in, charted exactly what has happened to Oklahoma when they've had home losses since Bob Stoops took over. And it's pretty it's 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 a pretty good revelation. Uh back in 2001 another very shocking loss happened. You guys want to guess at what that I mean you can probably remember. 2001 the year after they won the national championship it was Oklahoma State Oklahoma right, State Josh. yeah and it was a very very similar play to what they lost on today. Same end zone, same oh, wow, corner. Right. Wow, that is interesting. Rashawn Woods. Mays? Oh my God. Rashawn Woods, wasn't it? No, it was Rashawn Woods. Alonzo Mays was in 2000 oh, right, when right, they knocked right. Josh the ball away. Fields to Alonzo to, 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 to Rashawn Woods. Woods. Right. Same corner. And remember, remember, uh, Roy Williams had a chance to intercept the ball on that drive, and it like it bounced to it, like short hop to him. Hey, you want to know the key difference in that one though? Wasn't that game 13 to 12? 16, 13. Yeah, like. The the offense was the dog shit that day. Yeah, Nate Hibble was yeah awful. I mean, that's remember Jason White got broke his knee or, or blew out his knee in Nebraska that year. I will that's say, right. Putnam City North beat Tulsa Union that day in the state semifinals. One of wow, that really was a long time. ago. I think that is yeah, 
Yeah, it was. <laughs> uh, that is, I think. Oh my God, Bryce Harper just hit a moonshot with one on. We're tied. Eddie, you drop your f bomb right now, because I'll. No, it's just not good. That that was a shot, dude. You gotta you gotta admire that. Not at all. That doesn't sound like the Eddie I know at all. That was one of the most impressive home runs I've ever seen in postseason baseball. Well, it was a two-run homer. It's a tie game. <laughs> it's Cubs, Nationals. I turned it on just so Eddie could watch baseball. Are you watching? You're not watching on your, your computer then? Mm-mm. Well, I'm watching right here. I mean, I'm watching the TV. That's just like, that's not where you want to throw a baseball to him. Oh, can't. Kansas State and Texas in a shootout. Somehow that's happening. Oh my God. 17 14. I, I, we won't go I don't know if Eddie can continue the podcast later. until the Cubs are able to. Like, literally, there is fire in his, his eyes right now. <laughs> it's not good. Well, you know, you can. But what I was saying is. is <laughs> what was I saying? About, oh, your, yeah. Your drunkenness is that, really coming well, out. No, right that. Now. that the last time that OU, what I was in. the last time that OU got beat uh, like that was I wasn't at the game. It was it was like one two thousand one. Yeah, yeah. We it was one about. of it was one of four games that I've missed in like twenty six years, and they got beat by OSU. But were you on a trip? Like, no, I went to the North game. They played that that afternoon. Well, oh, okay. So that's what it was. Yeah, okay. they. I went to the North Union oh, game. Okay, oh. so we got through one year <laughs> of this yeah. list. So. Uh, Bryce Harper wants to be a Cub so bad. Oklahoma State, he said this to me before the podcast started. I would I would root for Bryce Harper being a Cub. Yeah, Bryce Harper and Chris Bryant. Why does Pride that look Vegas? like... You know that guy looks like the O-Face from Office Space. He, he really does. <laughs> he really does. That's funny. That I think that's Matt Albers. He's a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> he plays for the Nationals. Uh, is he pitching this game? Yeah, he was okay. earlier. Okay. Uh, okay, so 2001, lose to Oklahoma State. You go to the Cotton Bowl and you play uh, Arkansas. You kick the shit out of them. Uh, that was Matt Jones. Wasn't that the quarterback for Arkansas that year? Future drug guy? From Ar- yes. That, like, he, didn't yeah. Oklahoma finish second on Matt Jones, I think? Yeah, in recruiting? yeah, yeah. They, were, they were his number two. I think they would have made him a tight end. Yes, and he was ended up being a quarterback, and everybody knew that's why Arkansas sucked is because – he never should have been a quarterback. Like, Nate Hibble was a bad quarterback. Matt Jones was a terrible quarterback. Like, he was just a guy that could run the option. So, anyway, He could snort cocaine in the back of a car, too. Yes, in a that's why. Lot. And didn't, he was like the pre... Who was the other Arkansas guy that fell asleep and oh, didn't uh, make it to uh, the Texans God, release? I can see him. He, tall guy. Uh, oh, uh, uh, Mallet. Ryan Mallet. Mallet. Ryan Mallet. Mallet. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah, Arkansas's had a string of just idiots. They didn't stay away from huge quarterbacks. Uh, yes. Uh, so, 2001, you lose a home game. And look, that's early stoops. I mean, nobody really understood how that all worked. Uh, but you end up playing in the Cotton Bowl. You don't go BCS. You don't play for a national championship. That was the best defense in the country that year. But they lost a home game because their quarterback sucked. Uh, at least that year. Uh, 2005, lose to TCU in the season opener. Adrian Peterson gets hurt. Uh, that was after two straight national championship appearances, but you finished that season losing a home game. This is all we're talking about. If you lose a game on Owen Field, they lost a game. They lost one game on Owen Field that year and finished eight and four. They ended up playing in the Holiday Bowl against Oregon, which was a hell of a team. 
was Dennis Dennis Dixon quarterback that team, I believe. Yeah, that was a great, that was the Bomar's lone bowl game. That was like that was playing a guy that was getting ready to be a Heisman Trophy finalist, and that was yeah, that was Rhett Bomar. Rhett Bomar was the MVP of the Holiday Bowl. JD Reynolds had a touchdown that night. Our buddy, he did. <laughs> I remember that. And Clint Ingram took the football and kicked it into the stands. And then got a 15-yard penalty for and it. And that was like late in the fourth quarter, right? And also, I remember I was down on the field, uh, and Rhett Bomar spiked the football before the clock ran out, and then he got a 15-yard penalty. And I just happened to turn on my recorder, standing right next to Bob as he was bitching out Rhett Bomar. And it was one of the great bitch-outs that I've ever heard in my life. Really? Oh, yeah. It was like... You gonna bleep and do that to us? And we're about to—I mean, it was fantastic. Okay, so 2005, they lost a home game. That was only the second lost home game in the Stoops era. That team finished eight and four, played in the Holiday Bowl. 2011. Remember, they start that season 2011, number one team in the country. Bob Stoops went to the Oklahoma City Caravan and he said, "It's about time we win another national title." Everybody got fired up. They went to Florida State. Eddie and I went to that game. Uh, we totally screwed that up because Eddie, like Florida, wouldn't give him a sideline pass because he was a videographer, so he had to sit up in the press box, uh, which really pissed me off because the Oklahoman turned all their guys in as photographers, yeah. and they were shooting video down there. Well, so, did we know they had so sluts soon- running around all over Tallahassee? <laughs> so anyway, uh, that's total sidetrack moment, but... So 2011 beat Florida State. Everybody thinks, oh, my God, this is going to be the year, like the greatest non-conference road win in the history of the Bob Stoops era. Well, guess what? Then they lose to Texas Tech on the most bizarro game, even more bizarre, I would say, than this Iowa State loss today. Think? Do you mean for strangeness? I I really don't. I mean, I guess Texas Tech is a better – I mean, Seth Dogie was the quarterback – they at least they at least had a quarterback that they like have, came to town with them and traveled, and they were like, "You're <laughs> you're the starter." It wasn't depressed slash drug addict slash point, point shaving. Yes, I, I think this is the worst loss OU's had since the since the Blake era. You do. I, I mean, that's, I do. I find I, I, that interesting. I, I, today was inexplicable. They were a thirty. The the game, if, but I think they were a thirty plus further, point favorite against Vegas Tech. Would have taken it off the board. Yeah. Like, they, they would have not take, had a line. I think they did take it off the board for a while. But it came he, back at, like, 31 and a half. Did you guys see the Matt Fortuna thing that he tweeted out today? Uh, I think I retweeted it, but remind me, Josh. The seventh straight year that Oklahoma has lost to a double-digit dog. Seven I, years in a row they've had a loss like that. Like, it's easy to just put that on coaches. And it's easy to put it on players, I guess. But I really don't know. Is that almost like a... Is it a coincidence? Or is it... I mean, is there something more to it, I well, guess? I mean, like, guys, usually I would normally I say... I mean, well, Bob's gone. I mean, we can't keep... We can't... We cannot keep attaching things to the Bob Stoops era. I'm right. sorry, I'm eating pizza. Right. It's... I mean... It's the, a new the, era. The, but, but here... I'm sorry, Josh, but I have to say this. Go ahead, finish. I know this. you're working through that. Go ahead. It's a new era... But at the same time, Lincoln Riley has to know that he's learning things that Bob Stoops figured out over an 18-year period. Like, when he's going through practice this week, it's, it kind of reminds me of the whole uh, Dana Holgerson thing where he, like, said he told 
like Dusty and Mark, when they interviewed him down at Big 12 Media Days, like, yeah, he's going to have things to figure out because he's an offensive coordinator and a head coach, but I'm not going to tell him. Yeah. Like, you have, I mean, I'm sure Bob has an ego. I mean, I'm not, I, I think Bob would tell him anything he wants to know, but Bob's not there every day. He can't, you know, hold his hand through this process and say, this is what you have to look for. And I remember back in, you know, 2011 when we were getting ready to play, uh, who did I say, who did they lose? Texas Tech. And I saw this going on this week and I should have been looking out for that. I mean, he can't do all that shit. They talk tonight? Bob was in Ohio, I think, with Isaac on his uh, official to Ohio. You don't think they talk tonight? Oh, yeah. Tonight? Lincoln yeah. and Bob? Yeah. God damn it! <laughs> This is uh, bad. It's bottom of the eighth. Bryce Harper. I didn't realize it was this late in the game. Bryce Harper ties it up uh, three apiece with a monster home run. Now uh, the Nationals have a runner on second. First and second. Or first and second. Daniel Murphy. At some point he was going to rip my heart out in this series, so I'm just glad that he kept it in the ballpark. Was he a was he with the Cubs before he was with no, the Mets? No, he's with the Mets. I mean, I remember he was with the Mets. No, he's never been with the Cubs. Because he was when Kansas City beat them, he would played for them. Yeah. Just need double play ball. <laughs> Dusty Dusty does not need Dusty Baker doesn't need to be winning anything. No. I agree. But I feel like Ryan Zimmerman is about to ruin my life. Eddie's Eddie and I are both getting more and more drunk, I can tell. I just Josh is like it's, not. Josh will do like a four-hour podcast. I can already tell because he loves what's going on. It's right just now. inexplicable what happened in Norman today. I could explain what's about to happen in Washington D.C. <laughs> Which is what? Oh, because they're two really good teams. Yeah, yeah. And Bryce Harper yeah. plays. Oh, yeah. OU lost to a it's team not, today. Yeah, that it's not like OU was playing with Mason Rudolph on oh, the field or even no. Kenny Hill. They were playing. Oh shit. It's a long fly ball. Oh Katie. shit! No, it's gone. Oh, that's a long fly oh. ball. That's a no, long. It's gone. That's a long it's gone. home run. It's gone. Oh god, the oh, Nationals are up five Dude, three. The worst is I'm getting it a little faster than you all are. Oh like, I just shit! Just turned it over. Are you going to be able to continue, Eddie? Eddie's going catatonic. <laughs> he really is. Like his, I see quivering in the lips. It's not good. A lot of series left, Eddie. A lot of series left. Like it was, this podcast was just like, it was on the train tracks. We were headed, we were like a, what do they call the European trains? Eurorail? And then Euro, Eurorail? I don't know. Whatever the really fast ones are. Ice sure. is probably bombing anyway. We need Kyle Q. <laughs> Where's Kyle? Yeah, we were, we were really going down the tracks fast. When it was 3-1 Cubs, there were no problems. Look, you have to give me credit, Eddie. I've kept it on baseball. Yeah, I know. No a and Alabama for you, because when we went to see dumbass Jacob Phillips, you watched the Cubs the entire time. It's just not good. Are you going to be able talk to continue? About, yeah, I'm fine. Okay, we haven't even Let's made talk it about through the, the other failure. Yeah, we haven't. We, we haven't been able to make it past 2011 on this list. So they lose to Texas Tech, and, and uh, can we just say arguably the worst loss in the last two decades? 
Or do we have well, to just say Iowa tech. State is is without argument the worst loss? No, I, I think there's an. I mean, I get 2011. That's that's a good case to be made. Because I think because there was a the thing. Oklahoma had what was it, a 39 home game winning streak at that point. Yeah, but you know who was their quarterback? And to, okay, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> We're going to church in the morning, so I can say his name, Landry Jones. He's gonna <laughs> repent in the morning. <laughs> And all he had was – didn't Ryan Broyles set the NCAA record in that game too? Was that shortly before he tore his ACL? That was like, against, a, that was against A&M. Question. That was against A&M. Yeah. But that was the year, yeah. Oh, but, oh okay. I, I see what you're saying. Different game. Texas Tech, they lost. Texas A&M, he tore his ACL. So anyway, 2011, they were number one to start the season. They beat Florida State. They knocked E.J. Manuel out of that game. Clint Trickett became their quarterback. Florida State, kind of like this year, Florida State's season fell apart after they lost E.J. Manuel, just like it did, like like it seems to be doing right now because they lost uh, Francois. Mm-hmm. What's his name, Josh? DeAndre Francois. DeAndre Francois. Um, so they lost to Texas Tech, but then they they went to the Insight Bowl, which I love the area, but the Insight Bowl is trash compared to the Because remember... They got their asses handed to them by OSU that year. That was the year that that Landry Jones fumbled not one but two uh, snaps into the end zone, basically, just giving them that game. Okay, so that's 2011. So, so far, to recap, 2001, 20,000. 2001, they lose to Oklahoma State inexplicably, play in the Cotton Bowl against Arkansas. 2005, Lost to TCU at home, finish 8-4, play in the Holiday Bowl against Oregon. 2011, lose to Texas Tech at home, finish 10-3, play in the Inside Bowl. 2012, they lost to both Kansas State in a game where, I remember Blake Bell fumbled a, a bulldozer snap. Kansas State recovered. Trevor Knight threw that pick six. That horrible, That horrible, horrible pick horrible six. Pick six. Uh, and then they lost to Notre Dame in a game where James Harden was traded in the middle of it, which is what everybody in Oklahoma media remembers. Yeah, but at least uh, Lene Kakua came to Norman and watched her boyfriend play. Yeah, uh, but then they ended ended up in the Cotton Bowl. Once again, not a BCS, not a Big 12 champion type year. They end up in the Cotton Bowl, get their heads kicked in by Johnny Manziel. 2014, the worst home loss season ever in the last 20 years well 18 they lose to kansas state they lose to baylor they lose to oklahoma state all in norman what do they do they play in a bowl game that is so bad i refuse to pay for eddie radosevich to go to it yeah she you gave you gave karen (laughs) radosevich a christmas yes by, by letting me stay in oklahoma so i went to the russell athletic bowl with pneumonia, basically, Tra- Barry Trammell and I both had the same sickness. Where we went to the Russell, I was dying at the Russell Athletic, and I drove the fourteen hours. I drove the entire way. That is why I know Florida is such a shit show, is because I drove all the way to Orlando, Florida, from Norman, Oklahoma, and to watch OU get their heads absolutely kicked in by Clemson without Deshaun Watson. Cole Stout. Cole Stout was the starting quarterback in 2014 after three home losses. 
That team got Josh Heupel, a Sooner legend, fired. Jay Norvell. The entire offensive staff got fired because they lost three home games in North. So basically what we're learning is a home loss is disaster for a season. Can we agree on that? Looking yeah. back, well, I mean, all all of your history says it is. That's, that's except crazy. for except for one, which was last year when they lost to Ohio State and they went to an actual BCS bowl game, the Sugar Bowl. But Mike I Stoops' mean, defense would coordinator you even for compare all of them? those two losses. No, even though, even though Ohio State manhandled OU. What'd you say? I, I I said Mike Stoops' defense coordinator for all of them. Jesus. Yeah, he was. Hmm. That's crazy. Or co-coordinator. 05? No, he was in Arizona in 05. Was he? Yeah, because he left. My yeah, you're right. You're right. This last game was the... the uh, that would have been my freshman year. Sugar Bowl of 03. And the Insight Bowl, he was on the sideline, so he wasn't the coordinator for that one. Still was there. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't count. It. So I'm just saying, a home loss, you're out. Right. History says your season's shit. You're not playing for a college football playoff. It's done. I'm declaring it over. It and the thing about it is is there was such a high off of that Ohio State win. And everything was right. Defense was back. And all of a sudden, in less than a month almost, it is all churned. And it's really, really bad. Yeah. I, I, I Monday. Just, go ahead. Go ahead, Eddie. Sorry. No, I, I was just going to say, I, I don't understand how a team can go play so well for a couple weeks. And I think that's almost like, listening to the coaches, that was almost the most surprising thing is like, it's almost like they don't know what's going on. Yeah. Like, I mean, like it's how shock. Did, well, when you lose to like you lose to Iowa State. As a 30-point favorite, you wonder how the f*** did this happen? Right. I'm getting pretty drunk. Guys, two days from now, Monday, when you guys meet Lincoln for the Texas Week press conference, will be a month to the day they beat Ohio State in Columbus and really handled them in Columbus. That feels like forever ago after these last two games. Yeah. I mean, would you let Baylor do what they did? And we're... We're just glossing over. They haven't over. even played the good teams in the Big 12. No, West Virginia, TCU, Oklahoma up, State. <laughs> they've given up like 700 They've played yards. the shit shows. They've played Baylor and they've played Iowa State. They, I mean, Texas isn't as bad as these two teams are. Texas will destroy Baylor. Guys, for, forget about that part. Oklahoma cannot stop the pass. No. They haven't faced a good passing offense yet. Yeah. I, think, I Absolutely. Think what Tech's going to do. Oh, Are you kidding me? Like, Jesus tech Christ. looks like good tech right now. Yeah. Is it? I thought Kansas might steal that game today. And, and how do you how do you go about that? Because Parno Molly didn't give up a bunch of yards today. No. It's one guy. I said this. If Jordan Parker is healthy, I would replace him with... I would replace Jordan Thomas with Jordan Parker right now. Oh, yeah. I mean... I might at, think at about replacing point, him right now case. with the torn ACL or whatever the f*** he has. <laughs> at what point did you start talking about Trey Brown or Trey Norwood? Well, I think Trey a, Brown did not did not suit out officially today. Like, he had his jersey and his pants on, but he didn't have any shoulder pads. It was really strange. And he had, like, a towel wrapped around his head. 
interesting. But, but we talked about that earlier. Like in the Baylor game, he kind of switched back and forth. with. Tra- it seems like Trey Norwood is number three. Yeah. Wait, what? Well, we talked about... It seems like Trey was, Norwood is the third... Oh, number, the number three guy in line. Okay, yeah, I got you. Norwood is clearly the, the obvious backup to Jordan Thomas. Like, that's clear. But on that last drive against Baylor... When they flipped Motley on sides, yep. they flipped Motley over and Brown came out for Motley. So I don't know if that was a direct, hey, we're going to put Motley over the top of Mims, or if they said, okay, Norwood got beat on that touchdown, we're going to give Trey a look, we're going to see what happens here. I don't I don't know that there's a – when I watch him, Brown is the one that sticks out to me. Well, yeah, I'm going to say this. I mean, we've talked about it a lot. If you cannot make Trey Brown into a cornerback that can play – against Iowa State, you need to have if, – if they had a license for being able to coach, you should have it revoked. <laughs> Guy like can Trey run. Brown runs like a deer. Guys. Yeah. Or or not even – or an antelope or an impala or whatever, <laughs> you know, hoofed animal you want to throw out there. At what point we, – we've talked about Mike, and I think I made it pretty clear where I'm at with him. I think I finally have just washed my hands of it. But, of Mike Stoops as a defensive coordinator? Yeah, I, I, I think that I'm, I'm whatever I, look, reason it's just not working. It's not. Yeah, you can You're right. Giving me all the reasons. Well, the here's personnel has changed. I think His you, personnel is not can, bad. Josh, can I, I think you can say that though without like really taking a shot at Mike. I think he can still coach defense. They need I, a change. Yeah, yeah I, I do. They I need the same change that, that they they, they had, had on when, offense when Josh exactly, Heifel got fired. Yeah, exactly. yes. Exactly. I don't think Mike just suddenly forgot. But how to looking be a good at Missouri's player. box scores, I don't know. Josh Heibel, <laughs> Did they get their really? asses kicked today? I'm sure. I don't know who they play, but I'm sure they. Look, I thought of the same thing today, uh, it, it, just in terms of you know where. And I mentioned the whole thing about Manny Diaz and all that stuff and Phil Bennett. But here, here's where I come into play as far as Mike is concerned, and. and Maybe I'll get an angry call about this. I'm drinking, and I'm going to be honest. And here's what's weird. Eddie and I, we haven't even talked about this on the podcast so far. Like, Eddie and I had Rockstar Week. It was glorious. We didn't keep I'm, our heads in the I'm game. not going to apologize for anything. My production this week was bullshit, which I don't feel bad at all for now after these... <laughs> I'm really going to edit that. <laughs> 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 That's four uh, F-bombs for those keeping score. Huh? If I'd done only four, it seems like more. Um, no, no. I'm keeping it. I told you I'm sober. All. I get to keep track. <laughs> so this is no fun if Josh is sober. Because Josh would... I hate to know what... Double play for the Cubs. That's not good. Are we top go, it? We're topping No, nine? the game's over. I'm going to go oh, pee. Oh, Jesus. Okay, so I, I'll put my point out there. And Josh, you can... You can it, it's a good long point. Eddie can urinate, and we'll hash it out. But the whole thing about you know Mike and the back and forth that's gone on in local media is whether it's the coaching or the players. And the players have some responsibility in this. But here's the thing that I'm starting to... that's starting to make me turn in the direction of a new... Um, a, a new course of action, a new direction. And that is Mike Stoops has now been here long enough, Josh, 
for him to be directly responsible for the talent level that is in this program. And I think I might have said something earlier about this, but if Mike Stoops loses his job because the players aren't good enough or he's not getting the production out of them, to me, I'm I'm I feel okay to say it's on him because it's been apparent that Tim Kish hasn't been bringing in a lot of depth at linebacker. Now, they made a great hire in Kerry Cooks. Uh, I think they made a good hire in Ruffin McNeil and in Calvin Thibodeau. But we all know the secondary overall has been Mike Stoops' domain. And you could argue, like, we don't know at Trey, Trey, you know, Trey Brown, Trey uh, Norwood. Norwood. We, we think that, you know, there are some, I mean, there, the recruiting classes seem pretty solid right now. Jordan Parker was a win. I mean, it's unfortunate that he's been hurt for two years. Um, or, well, he got to play last year, but it's just like the defense is not performing. It's about the players. It's about the coaches. But to me, Mike Stoops has just been here long enough to where if if the defense is not performing well enough, he's just as responsible as anybody for the talent level. Of course. And, you know, you mentioned Cooks. At what point do we start talking about that hire? I mean, this You don't is think it's been a great hire? I, no, I, and I really liked it when it happened, and I think Kerry's clearly a good recruiter. But has Stephen Parker gotten better since his sophomore year? Has Jordan Thomas gotten better since his sophomore year? No, and that's the weird thing. It, I mean, that, and but that's the thing. What you just said, Kerry, about Mike, where does it stop? Like where? Because you know, I mean, Mike can call himself outside linebackers coach. We all know he's working DBs. Like that, that's, that's his, oh, yeah, no doubt. and that's yeah. fine. That's where he's most comfortable. I get that. I don't have any problem with that. But if, if what we're seeing from the defensive backs is a product of Mike and not carry, well, then that's even more on Mike. But if it's carry as well, then both of them have serious questions to answer. Well, look, if, if Mike Stoops, I'm going to say this right now, if Mike Stoops is still involved and coaching defensive backs, then he needs to be fired right now. I mean, he needs to be concerned more with his position, which is outside linebackers, recruiting, and that's it. He doesn't need to have his nose in in defensive back. And I'll say this, like, you say that and I say that and we're getting all in a tizzy. Interviewing Mike over the last couple of years, I don't get a sense that he's really ha- that he really has and Eddie, you can you can tell me if you think I'm wrong. I don't get a sense that he has his hand in the defensive backs. No, I, and you know, I I base this off a lot of what we see when in the limited time that we get to go to practice. But he's never with the defensive backs. Yeah, like he's with the outside linebackers, and I like he. I would to- think that I I would tell him that's really f-ed up if they're if he literally if they're thinking ahead and thinking, all right, the media is coming to practice. You need to stay with the outside linebackers. <laughs> like I would, I would call for a firing of every person involved I, if that I would was happening. Too, yeah, yeah, but if it's that big this of a is, this charade. was a quote after the game today. And keep in mind, they haven't played Texas. Who Colin Johnson might have two hundred yards next week. God, he's so good. Uh, they haven't played Oklahoma State. Who I'm sorry, board. They're not winning in Stillwater. Not right now. No, not right now. This was an actual quote 
from the defense coordinator at Oklahoma today. People are spreading us out and throwing the ball. We're not very good defending the pass right now. In the Big 12! Like, are that's, you kidding me? That's Mike. I mean, he's he's too honest for his own good. He really is. But he's not being, like, too honest to where he's telling us too much. Like, but, anybody but, knows that they can't stop the pass. Here's the thing. Like, with Mike, it's like, he's not going to throw anyone individually under the bus. But he is not above throwing a unit under the bus. Right. Just because... He has to. That's him. He's old school. He wants to yell at you and make you feel like shit. We've seen hey, it. Guys, I want to interrupt the rant here for a second. I've got somebody I think wants to talk. Hang on a minute. No way. Laney? <laughs> Laney, you want to talk to him? Laney is ready for me to run errands with her. She wants to get out of the house. <laughs> she's trying to tell me I have to go. But now that she's here, she has stage fright. Laney, are you there? Laney, would you fire Mike Stoops? <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. Oh. Laney? It won't work that way. Never uh, mind. All Try right. to play you guys through the speakers. Apparently well, I mean, look, this, this emergency podcast was never about covering every single thing that is out I, there. I, I do want to ask Josh, because I, I, I think... A lot of By the way, we mad. never mentioned like Josh Proctor wasn't at at the game today. Yeah, like we have to talk about we, this. That's the one thing I do want to ask, and I I think that everybody out there is going to come with the the well. He's never going to go to you now. Oh yeah. Oh, they ruined their chance. They ruined their chances. But Josh, I I don't know if you've talked to him. I don't know what the situation is, but he he did go to Norman today. And he, he did see you, you he did, did see Ohio State lose to OU in in Columbus. Maybe it's something with Josh. So you you were leaving the stadium today, and you saw Josh Proctor, right? Like yeah, he was out with he coaches. was walking out with uh, some of the coaches and uh, Ron Tatum, uh, Daryl Simpson, some of the OU you know commitments. By the way, and, let's let's talk about the whole Josh Proctor. You know, secrecy that was going on. So you saw Proctor walking out of the facility when you were leaving yeah. today. Yeah, and it, I mean, th- Josh, there was obviously a lot that went into the production of today for Josh Proctor. You're asking Josh about he's trying to have time with his daughter before she turns 18 and starts dating criminals. Whoa. Can we turn on football or something? Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> I don't want to watch Pedro. You don't want to watch Pedro Martinez talking about baseball. Bullshit. <laughs> Let's go to ABC. Is there a game on ABC right now? Oh, Michigan. Yeah, Michigan. Michigan State. Oh my oh, God! Michigan beat. State is beating Michigan. This is great. This is the only thing that can save my night. I'm sorry, Prez. Stool, Presidente. He's up there. He's in Ann Arbor. By the way, what would you give the uh, Benvenuti's uh, one bite? Everybody oh, knows yeah. Rule. Probably like a... Is this like in the sevens? Yeah, I'd say so. I'd say 7-2. Seven, 7.2. Two. Seven, two. Seven, two. I, th- I was thinking more like 7-6. No, I, 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 I don't go 8. I mean, that's that's like pizza. That's, that's like Chicago, territory. That's Chicago that's like deep dish. Giordano's yeah, or Lou Malnati's. Yeah, absolutely. But, Josh, what do you think about Josh Proctor? <laughs> <laughs> the smoothest segue I've ever heard, Eddie. Now, obviously, I mean, we can kind of talk a little bit about the lead up to it. Now, 
we had heard, you know, and I talked about it a little bit, um, kind of before I started to hear the rest. But right out of that Ohio State game, OU reached out to Josh Proctor, got nothing in return. There was no feedback. There was no nothing. It sounded like everything was just going to stick, and he didn't care, and that was fine. Well, then, late that week, leading into the next week, I guess that would have been um, following the Tulane game, I started to hear stuff, and that he was going to take a visit at some point, and then pretty quickly it became it was going to be the Iowa State week, and I don't want to go too much farther than that, but a lot of the stuff I heard is still kind of in play, and it definitely gave an impression that there was more to this this weekend, possibly, than just the visit. Now... I don't think anyone was counting on Oklahoma having one of the more monumental chokes in, you know, modern college football history. But I think there was a lot of reason for optimism. And so that may still be in play. And, I, again, I talked about this with the um, some of the, uh, the, the audio I sent you, Eddie. Mm-hmm. There was going to be – I think people always wanted to say, oh, it's about – you know, OU beat Ohio State and that sort of thing. Josh is a really smart kid. Anybody that's been around him, he's not that, – that's not what this was. Now, did it probably give OU a little more credibility in recruiting him? Sure. <laughs> but that's not what this came down to. And just like today, he's not going to suddenly not pay attention to Oklahoma because they lost to Iowa State. Like right. that, That's not yeah. what that's going to be. Yeah. So do I think that it might give him a little pause? Yeah, that, that's possible. I would but, almost be worried if it didn't give him a little bit of pause. Sure. Well, and sure. I think we've added another element today, which is the the speculation around Mike Stoops and the defensive staff that's going to come out of this thing. Yep. I mean, well, I mean, you can't ignore that. Who's the defensive group that had the the worst day? Secondary. Yeah. Not even close. Yeah. So, not only does he have to see OU lose, but the group that he would be a part of really, really struggled, and on top of it, like I said earlier, the last elite in-state safety that OU signed, I mean, I, other than Will Sunderland, who obviously is no longer with the program, is Stephen Parker. i got to stop following does, Will Sunderland on, Sat- on Snapchat. Does anybody, does anybody think Stephen Parker is going to be a high draft choice, the kind of guy that other people are going to want to be no, like? No, and I feel stupid because before the season – I went out on this whole rant about why didn't Stephen Parker get any any uh, love for all Big 12. And I think I even talked to Oboe about it at Big 12 Media Days. I will I will say, I, I think he is playing through injury. He is, yeah. But at the same time, I it's not an excuse. Oh my God, look at Michigan State. It's not an excuse for losing as a 30-point favorite. Michigan, you're horse Like, th- they weren't a 30-point favorite. They're not going to get beat. They might get beat, but they're not going to be a 30-point favorite. Yeah. They didn't lose to Iowa State today. Well, and somebody brought up to me, well, maybe that's about, you know, uh, with that stat I mentioned earlier with the seven straight years they've lost as double-digit favorites. At And they're like, well, you know, that's probably OU's been rated too high too many times. Vegas doesn't rate people. Vegas knows stuff the rest of us don't know. Generally, I stop. I stopped trying to figure out Vegas today. a long time ago. Vegas. I, I will say this though. I mean, I have done locks of the week and been in charge of lines for years and years, and I rarely ever bet on OU just because I look at that and I say Vegas overvalues OU. 
They do. Because of I the mean, name? Because of the name. I think they overvalue everyone because of a name. It's just well, human nature. Because, I mean, obviously they're trying to create betting lines. Right. Yeah. They're trying to create action. No, they're not about who's going to win the game. They're sure, about sure. who. What do we? What line do we need to put on a game to get the most betting action? Right. Yep. It's that's not, the bottom it, line. Yeah, that's the that's, bottom line. Josh just left us. He said he needed to check out. No, no, no. Josh is still here. Sorry. Josh has been talking to you all for a few seconds and oh. didn't realize that he was again muted. So well, look, maybe we I've can, had more we, sauce than I thought. We can end the podcast. We're I mean, we, we've been talking I for think that, like an hour and 13 minutes. I think that the, the point has been taken and that it was a very embarrassing day. For the Oklahoma shitty fan day base. in Norman. I, I feel horrible for all the fans, the people that, you know, rely on us for information. Do you? This was our mea culpa to you. Like, we have been assholes through the years trying to be too realistic or to try and give you a... a, a, a you should be a, mad. Yeah. Like, you should, you should be. You should and be angry. I don't... I don't... I do not hold anything against anyone that wants Mike Stoops fired. I don't. Like, I get it. I understand. Like, I appreciate your viewpoint on this whole thing. I just think that today, the way that the defense performed was, it was, it was, it was one Iowa of those. It was Iowa State, a third string quarterback. That's the thing is, I think that a lot of people, and I don't even know about that. I think you can handle that happening if that's Texas Tech. You can yeah. handle it happening if it's Oklahoma State. But... T- it was TCU West Virginia fine. Right, right. And and there will still be people that are pissed off about it. But it was Iowa State with a quarterback. Nobody's ever heard of Kyle that, Kempt. It was like his he had like three snaps going into the game. I think he had two passes. Two passes. They, entire- they left their starter at home. And came down to Norman and, and won, won. And as won. a third. Yeah, and not even like not one like, oh, it was a fluke. They fumbled on a no, they, they they came and beat won Oklahoma. Yeah, they 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 beat their ass. And I think that in a way that I Carrie, I think it's a little scary for a lot of people that's like, is Lincoln Riley like I th- I think this was the first like the first time that it was like and I, I'm not calling for Lincoln Riley's job by any means, but I think that there's a lot of people. Where are we a, going? Yeah. I got a lot of a lot of texts tonight that were like, "What? What just happened? Yeah, like is Lincoln Riley the right guy? Because I, I think that's the only which you know besides what? outside of firing Mike Stoops, I think that's the only natural question to ask. But you know what? I don't know if this would have been any different if Bob Stoops had been the head coach right now, right? Yeah, I I can't say that I think it would have been because... Because I can't think of anything that happened during that game where I thought, oh, Bob Soups would have done yeah, it. Yeah, or done it differently. Yeah. He definitely would have kicked because the field goal with was, Siebert or it, Seibert. It was the defense that fell apart. Right. And the offense had some issues, but it was just like the offense had some issues two years ago against Texas. Yeah. And... I mean, it's a, look, the whole thing about this program... We've seen the recruiting uptick in the last couple of years and even the next year. My concern is what if they don't turn things around defensively and the only reason this class, these classes keep getting uh, rated highly is because of the offensive side. And that's where they're headed right now. Yeah. 
Well, I, I think that, you know, there's a lot of question marks about this defense going forward. And obviously, there's a lot of question marks. Uh, the biggest one for me, outside of the pressure, because I do think that, you know, at some point, you're going to get beat on balls. And especially in this conference, there's really good quarterbacks, yeah. there's really good receivers. But they got beat by, I think you can say, a shit quarterback today. Yeah. And, and they did, and they almost got beat by a shit quarterback against Baylor two weeks ago. Yeah, and at some point, is it you're just not making plays, or is it you just can't play? And I think we I th- I thought we we thought that Jordan Thomas could play a little bit, but he's a liability right now. Yeah, Caleb Kelly's a liability. I well I don't want to know if it's a liability, but he's not making plays. No. You don't have anybody... Not out, to a five-star level that's, no. that's been starting for two years. You don't have anybody out there that's going to make plays on the on the defensive tackle position. I mean, Monty Bledsoe, everybody talked about him coming back. It didn't was a great thing. Anything. He didn't do anything. He was out there for like seven plays, it felt like. <laughs> Will Johnson was out there. He actually led the team in tackles today. Which is bizarre. I, I, I honestly can't remember a time that they I never actually once, called his name. Yeah, I never once was like... Oh, there's Will Johnson again. Yeah. They only had three pass breakups. They had three pass breakups today. And Iowa State threw the ball eh, only 27 times. You know, that <laughs> they was threw what, the ball 27 times. That's what's funny is Mike Stoops For 368 actually, yards. Mike Stoops actually said in his post-game press conference, like, did we have any? He, like, asked us. He's like, did we have any pass breakups? I don't know. I just, it. it's gotten to the point where... It's not good. The product's not good, especially defensively. And I, but I, at the same time, Carrie, I, I don't think that they're not going to make any drastic changes during the season. No, like, I just don't, don't. I don't yeah. feel like that's the way that things roll down there. And they're not drastically going to get better as pass rushers. That's the problem. Unless you're going to like replace DJ Ward with Addison Gums or. You know, Mark Jackson. They're not going to do that, though. There is nothing that has told us over the last 20 years in the. And because I kind of, in a way, in a really fed up way, I kind of consider this team still in the Stoops regime. Is that. No, it is. Am I I I wrong for that? It is, but the Stoops regime includes Mike Stoops as defensive coordinator because that's why you think it's the Stoops regime. And you can't officially close the book on that. No. Right. And that's why I've always said it's it's kind of a disservice to Lincoln Riley to take over a team that's been picked, you know, the, the, the coaching staff has been picked for. Hand-picked for him. Yeah. So it was... I like Mike. I mean, but... It's not... I it, don't... Like, I don't think it's anything personal with anybody. And I, I guess it's kind of weird to say that in calling for a guy's job at, at one point, but at the same time, it's like... I I don't think that they have they're the identity a, on, the identity on defense is what it is right and I don't think it's going to change no and Talent, I don't think I, that I, it's, I, I I was one of these guys that was like look let Mike get all these guys Caleb Kelly Kenneth Murray uh you know uh, Devil Gallimore let them integrate these guys into the defense Devonte Lampkin whoever. And let him get better athletically, and let's see what happens. But 
it's still the same thing. It yep. really is. So and I can't. It's not changing overnight. I can't sit here and and rip anyone on the message boards. I'm not going to sit here and rip anyone on the message boards that says, "Get rid of Mike Stoops," because I've always said this. Like, it's not a mob mentality, but it it it's a it is a fan mentality that is not wrong when everyone sees something. Even though you're close to the team and you you, you talk to the coaches and you understand what they're going through and the problems that they have and the, the hurdles that they have to overcome, at some point when the fans all cry out in the same vein and say the same thing over and over, you have to recognize that. You have to say you have a voice and it is heard and it, it, it's, it's, it's acknowledged. Yeah. And the voice that continues to cry out is that Mike Stoop should no longer be in charge of this defense. And I can't argue with that anymore. Yeah. And it's there, hard for me to so say. There's so many opportunities to like. It's hard for me to say. It's easier to say because this is the drunken podcast and I may get a horrible phone call that rips me up and down, but I'm telling you guys that are listening, I'm hearing you. I understand yeah. why you're saying what you're saying and I'm not against you. It's just really hard to sit here and talk about OU losing to a 30-point favorite. Like it, it's still crazy to me. That is still crazy to me. I went on I went on uh uh Yeah, how was your Fox thing? Oh, pre-game? it was good. It was good. But I, I went on uh I wish I would have recorded Iowa that. State's Paul pregame Clark show on, yeah, yeah, on Paul's show and pretty much laughed at him. <laughs> Like thinking that OU is gonna. There's just, no shot. Yeah, exactly. Like pretty much, and couldn't have been any more wrong. Yeah, obviously. And you look dumb, but I mean, that's what they deserve. They oh deserve no, if to I, laugh at you. If I, this is the, one of their biggest moments in their program. If history. I could go back and do it again, I wouldn't change it. Like yeah. I, I don't think that even with what I saw today, I would go back and change my prediction. Yeah. Like until. Iowa State completed the third and 18 or whatever from yeah. the one. I didn't think OU was going to get beat. In fact, yeah. I, I texted one of my buddies. I was like, oh, you still going to win by 30. But it definitely proves that, you know, they have some serious problems on defense. And I couldn't have been any more wrong. It, it was it was as – I think that there's a reason why a lot of people, you know, I – it's like I told you before I started we started the podcast, Carrie. It was like I've been I feel like I've been to a lot of OU football games. And I can't remember a time that I walked out of there thinking that was probably the worst loss they've had. Even like my freshman year, my fr- my first freshman game against TCU was the uh or the game against TCU was the first first game I I had as a student down there and it was like they got beat. It's like okay, <laughs> I I, re- I remember that. I remember the an A and M game. You've been off of two national title, you know, right, right. Like in appearances, yeah. And the TCU game was uh, or not TCU, but the uh, oh, what am I thinking of now? A uh, and M, like during the John Blake years, was bad, but nobody like expected him six to three. Yeah, nobody expected him to win. Yeah. And it was that was as bad as I can remember. So it was just uh, you have a right to be pissed off, OU fans. 
All right, there is uh, that's Eddie Radosevich and myself basically saying rage. <laughs> it's fine. We understand it. We are with you to some extent. That doesn't mean that Monday when Lincoln Riley has his press conference, we're going to ask him, why does Mike Stoop still have a job? Oh, and by the way, <laughs> they play Texas next week. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm hoping will at least get people to just refocus a little bit. I don't know if you can refocus. It's kind of like what JD was talking to you about before the game or uh, during the postgame, Carrie. It's like Bob Stoops put so much emphasis on the week before Texas and putting something good on film. Because he knew he didn't want to lose that game before Texas. They were 15 and threes. I think that's what JD said. And Bob Stoops never lost two conference games in a row, ever. Ever. In 18 years, Lincoln Riley could literally lose his first two or his two of be the first, first person to lose two conference games since 1998. Ooh, shit! In a row, it's uh, it's going to be a rough week in Norman. But there were many times I will say there was many times that there was a lot of people in this point with Bob Stoops teams, and they always responded. Yeah, so. I think that's a good... Oh, God, we've got highlights. It's a good uh, barometer on where they are. But, yeah, I, I, I think there's a lot of OU fans that won't be watching college football for a week. Iowa State, Oklahoma highlights. For six days. Michigan State. Oh, we've got Lincoln Riley press conference footage on ABC. <laughs> By the way, I'll say this. Lincoln handled the post game about as well as I expected him to, which he, is calm. He seemed more... Maybe I'm just a, a prisoner of the moment, Carrie, but I thought that he seemed more pissed but less condescending than Bob would have. Oh yeah, that's that's a good that's a good comparison. He wasn't condescending and he backed his players, he backed his staff, but he knows that and we know that all that stuff happens behind the scenes. The problem is the longer he keeps this job, the more people, the more he's going to feel that pr- that pressure for people to demand that he shows some of the behind-the-scenes stuff publicly. Yeah, there's no doubt. And I think that, uh, you know, to an extent, it will be interesting to see how he shows up on Monday, just as far as not handling the media, but I think there will be a point where it's like, how are they going to respond to this? Well, yeah, and there's going to be... He's going to realize how much pressure he's under the next 48 hours more than he did after that game. Tomorrow will be worse for Lincoln Riley than today was. Yeah. I'm going to go look at his mentions just to see what happens because it's got to be horrid. It will be very bad. It will be very bad, but it should be expected. (laughs) They lost. They were a 31-point favorite today and lost. Did you lose money? No. Okay. I didn't. All right. Uh... I think we're done. This is an hour and a half plus podcast. We're we're killing it, man. I mean, I'm I'm not bragging. You guys are killing the podcast numbers. Yeah. It's been amazing. For sure. Like we started this thing. It would be interesting to see if people our, still want to listen after a while. This is our loss. second year. Oh, I think they'll want to listen more. Because I think we've been pretty honest with our drunken podcast right. post. Iowa State. And we've been pretty good about I don't know that we'll do anything else this weekend other than put up videos. <laughs> no, we'll have folks, we'll have the Mike Stoops post game up, I guarantee you, by 
9.30. I think we've adequately given out our thoughts on Mike. Yeah. I, I think it's pretty clear. And where this defense is, where it's headed. They aren't good. They aren't good. It has to get fixed. We don't know if Mike Stoops is the answer. Yeah. That's that's a fair assessment. All right. That's going to do it. Emergency podcast over. Josh McQuistion bailed out on us. Probably because his wife was going to kill him. Eddie and I are adequately drunk. I still have two pieces of pizza left. Do you have any margarita left? No, I'm going to have to get some on my way out of Norman or something. <laughs> it was good, though. It 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 is a very disappointing day, though. Uh, and I'm not saying I that may, because the Cubs gave up five in the end. I may edit all the F-bombs out of this thing. I may just post it. Oh, no. Unedited. I, I got a... I got a missed call and a voicemail from my dad. It's not good. Big Cubs fan. Big OU fan. Big OU fan. He wants to know what went wrong in both. (laughs) Yeah, I I think that's probably about it. So it's it's not good, but I don't know. We'll see. I've I like Eddie and I are on the road all the time. If OU has a horrible loss, he is. Like, I've had to pull the car over before <laughs> so he can I'm have a discussion scared. with his dad. I'm usually yeah. scared. It's it's not good, but at the same time, it is going to be interesting with Texas coming up this week. What, it's be crazy. What JD say? 15-3 and three going into OU Texas was yeah, what Stoops was? I think was. that's what he figured it out. Yeah. And it's kind of unfair to be basing it off of that, but at the same time... And I don't know what happened on those three... Lo- well, obviously... The three Notre losses. Dame, Notre Dame was one in '99 when they were up. Yeah, uh, I think he said 2001 was the was the other one. Which they only lost two games that year, so they didn't lose. In 2001, I think that was a 65-13 kind of thing. Okay, I, f- I forgot what he said though, but it's going to be interesting. And I think that coming up this weekend or on Monday, it's really going to be interesting. Yeah. Just just because. What was the one thing that we championed this team for, or at least I did, was the leadership of, of Baker Mayfield, yeah. Orlando Brown, Oboe Ronquo. And I but as JD pointed out, and this isn't on this program, but uh, Orlando, Steven a captain? Yeah. Parker. Parker, Oboe, all of them terrible today. Yeah. And, you know. I, I think we talked about it at the very beginning of this podcast, but there were shades of, of Houston Baker today, and yeah. that's not good. There His was shades of a guy that, bad, that didn't I mean, want to take an opportunity downfield. Yeah, there were there were shades of a guy that I'm not going to say was scared, but I think freaked out in the moment. And there's a lot of a lot of questions being answered about this team. All right, that's going to do it for this podcast. Uh, appreciate Josh. Appreciate Eddie. Uh, emergency podcast. Hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, it's frank. It's honest. It's drunk. So uh, that'll do it. And uh, we'll be back later on this week to give you guys a legitimate unofficial 40. But uh, we'll get this up early. I may even stay up and then just go to bed trying to edit out the F-bombs on this thing. So appreciate you guys joining us, and uh, we'll see you next time right here on the Unofficial 40.